called Why Wake Up. <laughs> There's a great effort from the dark side of things to bring people into slumber, to, to make them lie down, to make them tune out. You've heard that word, tune out, to make them not, not be aware, to, to make them, or if they're going to be aware, they're going to be aware of something that's bad, 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 which makes them wake, which makes them want to wake up less. <laughs> so I want to talk about why should we wake up today? Why should we wake up? Why should the body of Christ wake up? Awaken, awaken you sleeper and arise from the dead and the light of Christ will shine upon you. That's what the Lord is saying. But what is the devil saying? The devil's saying, oh, just don't pay any attention. It's not your fight, blah, 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 blah. Years ago, when I was going through a particularly difficult time in my life and sleep was an escape, I had a dream. And I saw a girl floating face down in this big man-made pool of water. And the Lord called, Laura, come forth. And I saw her then standing at the side of the pool. And I realized that person was me. And I was exceptionally beautiful and somehow transparent, which I realized shows a spiritual thing. So it, it made me remember the scripture, Matthew 9, 24, make room for the girl is not dead but sleeping, and they ridiculed him because Jesus was about to do one of his many, many, many miracles. I'm telling you that God is doing miracles in this hour, and one of his miracles is that he is sweeping the world with the beginnings of a revival that is going to wake up the mighty men. It's going to wake up the sleeping. The, the, the body of Christ is that sleeping giant across the earth is going to begin to arise from slumber. God is going to arise in the body of Christ, and the enemies are going to be scattered. There was a, a movie about a girl that woke up after years in a coma, and the world had changed, but she was still the same. I'm telling you, the world is changing, and we, we have to not be the same. We have to begin to arise and move with the living God. Romans 13, 11 says, and knowing the time, we must know and understand this time. And in knowing the time, it is high time to wake out of sleep. It's interesting. He uses the word time twice in that scripture. Knowing the time, it's high time to awake out of sleep. For now our salvation is nearer than when we believed. The Lord is coming to save every day, every hour. He is on the job. He doesn't slumber or sleep. He is not asleep. We are the ones that are asleep. So there's a corporate wake-up call, and there's an individual wake-up call. So why wake up? See, that's always been my question. <laughs> I have a husband that, that wakes up like magic at 6 a.m. in the morning, and he wants to sing, and he wants to, to whistle, and he wants to do things, and, and so on. But, but my, my thing is that in the burns, when I was nearly burned to death, and I went through years of plastic surgery, sleep was an escape. When I was wearing a burn mask, 24 hours a day, sleep was an escape. And, and then later, when I didn't have that excuse, <laughs> low blood pressure is my excuse. I have extremely low blood pressure. And 
My husband thinks it's zero when I wake up in the morning <laughs> because I don't want to get up. I feel like I'm coming out of general anesthesia. Well, I'm telling you the body of Christ is coming out of general anesthesia right now. And they need to get up. They need to rise up. They need to wake up. So I'm going to give you some reasons, some reasons to wake up now. Wake up now. Let your perspective change. So number one is we wake up for triumph in war. We're waking up because we're in a war. You can't win a war in, if you're asleep. If you're going to be out on the battleground, on the front lines, which every Christian in the world today is on the front lines, you have to be awake. You have to be alert. You have to be fully armed with the armor of God. Judges 5.12 says, wake up, wake up, Deborah. Deborah was a judge. We need to wake up the judges. Wake up, wake up, break out into song. This morning I, had, I woke up to bad news and I just, I turned on all the way over here. I had songs going on, this wonderful song. I have a song, I have a song in my heart. I have a song. We have a song to sing, but we have to be awake to sing it. So this scripture says, Arise, Barak, and take your captives captive. And so take captive your captives. <laughs> so we have to wake to war, and we have to allow the Lord through us to vanquish the, the, the enemies of the Lord. We need to proclaim among the nations, prepare for war. Wake up the mighty men. Let all the men of war draw near. Let them come up. That's Judges 3, 9. All through the scripture it talks about the battle. The battle is not ours but the Lord's. But we still have to go to war. <laughs> I've always said that. We have to go to war. So my husband's favorite scripture, because he wants me to be up with him in the morning, is yet a little sleep. He always sings this to me. Yet a little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to rest. So shall thy poverty come as one that travails, and thy want as an armed man. Proverbs 6:10 through 11. I mean, he really has a point. It's in the Bible. <laughs> so what the Lord's saying to us is, a little sleep. Go on, sleep a little more. Oh, just let be apathetic. Be an apathetic Christian and just let it just kind of slide by. And, oh, well, somebody else is going to vote and somebody else is going to pray and all that. And then what's going to happen? Then there's going to be the pangs of childbirth. Poverty is going to come and our need and our lack will come against us. The enemy will come to vanquish us. So I love the Job scripture about the horse. Because the Lord says in, in Zechariah 10.3, He will make us as His royal horse in the day of battle. And so in Job, the Lord talks about the horse. Job 39.24, He says, This horse, this one that I have made, this massive creature that I have made, He seems in running to devour the ground with fierceness and rage. Neither can He stand still at the sound of the war trumpet. What do we do? when we know there's confrontation, when we know there's battle, when we know that, that things are happening, what do we do? Do we run away? Do we, do we, we hide? Do we, we find some place to just drugs and alcohol? They can make us feel like we're in sleep. They put a wall between us and, and the world. But when we put a wall between us and the world, we're also putting that wall between us and the Lord because the eyes of the Lord go to and fro across the earth. 
The Lord is looking for justice. And he goes to and fro across the earth and he sees that there's no justice. So he, the great intercessor that sits on our right hand, he is praying with us. He is, is quickening us to rise up. He's strengthening us with mighty power in our man, our, our mighty man. He says, he tells the prophet, he says, gird up your loins, gird up, gird up and run the race. And the prophet had to run. I'm telling you in this hour, the prophets have to run because there's war going on and we must speak the truth and we must vanquish the enemies of darkness with the light that comes out of our mouth. So we wake up in this hour to this war. The second thing is we wake up to watch because we have to watch. Isaiah 62, 6, it says, on your walls, O Jerusalem, I have appointed watchmen. There are, are those of you all across the earth that are under the sound of this voice. You know you're called to watch. You know you're called to watch and pray. The, the scripture says, watch and pray. Pray without ceasing. Watch and pray. Watch and pray. Why? Because you have to be awake to watch. He says, I've appointed watchmen all day and all night. They will never keep silent. There's a ministry in North Carolina, massive ministry, so powerful, so anointed. They have what they call the watch of the Lord, and they have watches, the, the, the third watch, the, the fourth watch, the first watch of the night. We need to all day and all night remind the Lord, the Bible says, take no rest for yourselves and give him no rest until he establishes and makes Jerusalem a praise in the earth, until he establishes and makes the United States once again a praise in the earth, until he establishes and makes Italy and Switzerland and Russia and Peru and South America and Central America, till he makes us a praise in all the earth. The Bible says the, the knowledge of the glory of the Lord shall cover the earth as the waters that cover the sea. And we're the ones that lift up those living waters out of our being and keep watch. Now let me tell you, walls, on your walls, Jerusalem. I, why did he put the watchman on the walls? Because the wall is a high place. And the wall gives you the ability to see everywhere. We pray from heaven to earth. We don't pray from the situation and how horrible it is and how awful everything is and how everything is going, you know, to pot. We pray from a heavenly perspective. Jesus, our bridegroom, he is our intercessor. Holy Spirit prays through us. The, the, the Godhead, they're three in one. We pray from their perspective on that wall, on that high place. We wake up. And we get on the wall where we're called to be. We get on the wall with that ability to see as he sees. And listen, on the wall, everybody thinks, oh, I'm just under attack because of all the mighty things I do for the Lord. That's just baloney. The, the wall is a place that is pretty inaccessible to attack. There aren't any devils in the Holy of Holies. You pray from the Holy of Holies. You pray from God's perspective. You pray with your arm linked with Jesus. No devil can get near you. No devil. So you get up on the wall where you can give the alarm because we have to give the alarm. Prophets, listen, you need to give the alarm. You don't need to give the alarm about what the devil's doing in the second heaven. You need to give the alarm that what God is saying from his perspective Give revelation so that they know what to do. That's what the sons of Issachar did. 
They were just misfits. I mean, David's mighty men, they were just misfits. But let me tell you, they knew the times so that they knew what to do. How did they know? Because God told them what to do. So we get on that wall, we remind the Lord, we talk with the Lord, we, we, we let the Lord pray through us, and then he gives us revelation. We need to pray on the wall from revelation, not from the inner intellect and from fear about the horrible things that are happening. Oh, my God, oh, my God, please, 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 don't do this. Don't let this happen. Don't let that happen. That is not a prayer from the wall with the Lord and with his revelation and with his mighty power in our inner being. We need to open our mouth and speak, but we need to speak life, 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 life. <laughs> God's a God of life. We need to speak life. We need to open our mouth and speak life. Now, Jesus chose watchmen. He was in the garden. He was about to be crucified, and he chose watchmen. He said, listen, come here and watch with me. And, 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 and these three disciples, you know, <laughs> All they could think about was, where am I going to be? Am I going to sit at your right hand? Am I going to be the greatest one? They were pretty unlikely candidates. They were not mighty men yet. But God was trying to teach them, and Jesus was trying to teach them. I mean, Peter, Peter, Jesus just told Peter that he was going to betray him, but yet he called Peter to be a watchman. It's like calling Gideon a mighty man of valor when he was hiding in the bushes because he was so afraid of the enemy. We can't be afraid of the enemy. Jesus is teaching us to watch with him. These were people that were busy about the kingdom of heaven, that, that loved him, that had a, they were learning to know him, they were learning to love him, but they went to sleep. They, they fell asleep on the job. And he said, you know, my soul is sorrowful. Watch with me. Watch with Jesus. We need to watch with Jesus, not the devil. Don't watch from the devil's perspective. My goodness. Watch from God's perspective, and then we'll know what to do. Now, the, death, the, the disciples were basically in la-la land, you know, most of the time because they, they, they didn't know who they were yet. And, and, and they deeply loved him, and they deeply respected him. But don't you think, in light of all that, don't you think it's unusual that they fell asleep? The reason was the tremendous demonic battle that was going on in the heavenlies during the crucifixion of Jesus. And I'm telling you that that war is raging today. That same war with those same devils, the same devils, that same war. And so the scripture says, lead us not into to temptation. Jesus said, watch and pray that you not enter into temptation. Well, he said, so the, so the scripture says, pray, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. It wasn't their spirits that were attacked. Satan attacks us in our mind, our will, and our emotions, and our body where we're the weakest. He finds the weakest place, and then he attacks. And so that needs to be today's prayer. I'm going to pray, God. I'm going to stand on the wall. I'm going to run to the war. I'm going to thrill at the war trumpet because I know that you are victorious. You're the victorious one. But deliver me from evil in this hour. Deliver us from evil. So... Jesus wanted watchmen at that time. Now, do you think Jesus was just, you know, he was afraid and he was scared and he just wanted somebody to hold his hand? Is that why he wanted watchmen? I don't think so. <laughs> he could have called 10,000 angels. I love that song. He could have called 10,000 angels. No, he knew he was going to the cross. He knew what was going to happen and he was, he was submitting his will to the Father. But he knew 
that they had a destiny. He knew what was going to happen after he was at the right hand of the Father. They would build the foundation of the eternal church. And so Jesus was teaching them how to be with him. He was teaching them how to see how he act. He was about to pray one of the most famous prayers in all the Bible. And if they had been awake, they would have seen it. They would have seen how he was reacting, how he was responding, and they would have remembered it later. They would have known, but they didn't know because they were asleep. So right now, just as then, the Lord is binding us to himself. He's teaching us how to walk with him. He's teaching us how to partner in him. And what great exploits are ahead of us partnering him if we only will wake up and watch. <laughs> We've got to wake up and watch. So watchmen, they've got to be people that stay awake. They've got to be people that are focused and alert. First Peter 5.8 says, be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion seeking, seeking whom he may devour. He wants to devour. He wants to devour the structure of your nation. He wants to devour the government of your nation. He wants to devour your inner being. He wants to devour your mind and make you afraid and terror, terrorized. Are you terrorized? It's not God that did that. It's the devil who is like a roaring lion. He will seek to destroy and steal everything in your life. Resist the devil and what? He will flee from you. It's not a big deal. He wants you to think it's a big deal, but it's not a big deal. So we keep watch because sleep can creep on. Yes, there is natural sleep that we need for our body and all that stuff. But we need to arise because this is not the time. The rest that we need is found in the Lord. We rest in him. We trust in him. We rely on him. And then he begins to pour out the mighty living waters because he strengthens us with mighty power in our inner man. My experiences with sleep, you know, have been interesting. But it's, it's during the God-given sleep that he wakes me up and I begin to hear. Uh, I, I wrote half of my seven books. I have seven books. They're available on Amazon. They're available in ebook on my website. They're available in many places. And most of those are prophetic books that God gave me in the middle of the night. God gives his beloved sleep. But I'm talking about the sleep that the devil brings that beguiles and lulls you into a false sense of security so that you won't do your job. The watchman's job is to understand the times, to look outward, not inward. Oh, me, 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 me. What's happening with my, I've got a ward, I've got a this. My, oh, my heart, this is fluttering. Oh, my gosh, I mean, this is wrong with my body. That's wrong with my, you are 100% self-focused. But people who are true watchmen have got to look outward. They've got to, be, they've got to be motivated by the love of God looking outward on the behalf of the people who are asleep. Leaders in particular. Hebrews 13, 11 says, you know, they keep watch over your souls. Leaders keep watch over your souls. So leaders need to be awake. We need to be awake to submit, to listen, to hear counsel, from our leaders. We need to pray for our leaders because they have great responsibility. We need to cause our leaders 
to have their arms held up. We need to hold up the arms. When Moses was watching the battle raging in the valley, he had people holding up his arms. And when his arms were up, the battle would be won. But when his arms were to fall, the battle would be would lost. Our arms need to be up. We need to be holding one another's arms up. We need to be watching like Moses, watching the battle and prevailing and governing. We need to have governance, governance by the power of the Holy Spirit in this hour. There is a great battle going on for the watchman. Now, let me, let me read you a sobering scripture. Isaiah 56, 10 through 12 in the Amplified Bible. His watchmen are blind. They are all without knowledge. They are all dumb dogs that cannot bark. Dreaming, lying down, loving to slumber. They have a mighty appetite, and yet they never have enough. Doesn't this sound like the devil? The shepherds also have no understanding. They have all turned to their own way, to their own gain. One and all, come, they say. Let's get wine and fill ourselves with strong drink, and tomorrow will be like today, great beyond measure. Now that is deception, and that is the plan of the enemy. Let me tell you something. You want to prophesy something out of the second heaven? Read Isaiah 56. Don't talk about the devil's destruction and what he's doing. Talk about what God's people are doing when they believe him. You believe the devil, that's what's going to happen to you. Now, the body of Christ is not going to do that in this hour. You know, I was making a banner one time. I used to make prophetic banners when I had time and wasn't traveling all over the world. <laughs> I used to make prophetic banners, and the Lord would give me a word for that hour. And I, got, I, I, I made a banner that had the, the wall, and it had the trumpet on the wall, and it was prophetic. And, uh, and it said, um, the battle is the Lord's. And so Richard Watt came in one day, he was watching me make this, this thing, and he said, where are the watchmen? Because in, in, the, in the art, you couldn't see a person. He said, where are the watchmen? I said, that's really prophetic. Where are the watchmen? Where are they? <laughs> so Ezekiel is a watchman to the house of the Lord. And you all know the story of Ezekiel and the bones. And, and, and he says he was a watchman. And so what he did was he had this prophetic experience and then he blew with his prophetic breath and, and God told him, prophesy to these bones. I'm telling you today, watchmen of the Lord, prophesy to the bones all across this earth that are, that are paralyzed by fear and terror. Prophesy to them and say, rise up, rise up, rise up, rise up. It's time for the dead to arise, for the sleeping to arise. We have to watch. Mark 13, 35, watch because you don't know the hour. You don't know when he's coming. You don't know him should he come just like Jesus. And sleeping. watch so that he doesn't find you sleeping. Because like I did in this hour when I would, when I would wake up and, and write the books, half asleep, we wake up and we see the Lord. I will awaken the dawn, Psalm 57, 8. If I rise upon the wings of the morning, if I settle on the far sea, it goes on. This is Psalm 139, 9. I will see him. I will wait to see him. Psalm 17, 15. As for me, I will become, I will continue beholding your face in righteousness. See, when we behold his face, we're not afraid. We're not shrinking back in terror. And having 
sweet communion with you. I will be satisfied when I wake to have sweet communion with you. Uh, Peter and those with him in Luke 9, 32, they were heavy with sleep. And when they were fully awake, oh, this is a good one. When they were fully awake, they saw his glory and they saw the two with him. When they were fully awake in the spirit, they saw in the spirit. They saw the communion of the, of the beloved. They saw the glory of the Lord. So we wake to watch, but we wake to behold the beloved. We wake to, to wage war. We wake to behold the beloved. We awake for the comfort of the Lord. He comforts his people, Isaiah 52. He comforts, but most of all, we awake to build. There's a purpose. There's a purpose. God doesn't just, you know, win the war. He wins the war because he has a purpose, and that purpose is to build the kingdom, to build the kingdom. Haggai 1.14, the Lord stirred up or awakened. That scripture says to awaken, to stir up, to excite, to raise up. That one word, he waked, he stirred up the spirit of Zerubbabel, the governor of Judah, so that they came and did the work and built the house of the Lord. Oh, praise the Lord. Let's look beyond this present war <laughs> and not visualize destruction. Let's look beyond this with the eyes of the Lord to the purposes of the Most High God. He will raise us up. Hosea 6, 1, I think it's verse 3. He will raise us up. He is raising us up. He, rose, he caused the, the, the bones in the valley. He caused them to raise up. Why? Because they were a mighty army and they went forth to accomplish the purposes of the Lord. Hallelujah. There's a song in our heart because we know who we have believed. We know him. The disciples didn't know him, but then they got to know him more and more and more when they stood with him. Then when they learned that Christ in them was the hope of glory. Christ in us is the hope of glory. There's a mighty, mighty revival of the presence of the Lord coming. And we need to wake up. When we are fully awake, we will see his glory. When we are fully awake, we will have communion with the beloved. When we are fully awake, we can speak. We can sound the alarm. We can prophesy life. We can help build the kingdom. We can help build, quicken with mighty power in the inner man those who have been asleep. And so we pray for you today. We pray for you. We break that power of slumber that has been sent upon you. We break that depression. We break that oppression in the name of Jesus by his power, by his blood, the blood, the blood, the blood of Christ is powerful. There's, there's power in the blood. There's power. And so we cover you in the blood of Christ. We say, wake. It's not a frightful thing to awake. It's a wonderful thing to awake. Because when you awake, you will awake to his power. You will awake to his purpose. You will awake to his love. You will awake to his quickening. And your life will be hidden with him in God. We thank you, oh God. You are the mighty one. You are the mighty one and you know all things. And you know where we are in this hour. And you are moving by your spirit. We give you all glory and all praise. In the name of Jesus.
Beautiful.